Oh, hello there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture there is because the rest of the kinds of culture are fucking killing us. Uh, in the before times, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now, teaming up with another person who is not already in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal, definitely uncool. So for now, it is one comic against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, the snappy comebacks that they've been stockpiling in isolation to earn the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The Pundit Emeritus title automatically gives a person's opinion on, let's say, Cardi B and Megan The Stallion's WAP, more weight than a civilian's, and definitely more than Ben Shapiro's. Let's meet our teams. Our first contestant is the host of the podcast, Melancholy Teen Universe, a universe I have lived in since I was eight years old. It's Emily Duke. Hello, Emily. Hello. Thank you for having me. How are you? I, you know, it's quarantine. It's yeah. fine. I had yeah. to turn off my air conditioner to Zoom from my bedroom, and I'm just oh. waiting for to start sweating from my brow. Uh, but you're all oh. going to forgive me and love me anyway. Oh, thank so you. That's, that's dedication. I know. I really want to win. Well, because the last time I was here, my team lost, and I was really heartbroken. I didn't sleep for a week, so I came to fight. Mm, okay. <laughs> that's very good. People don't do that enough. People don't tell me Oh, no, no, no. I'm quite aggressive. That, that they need to win. Okay. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. No, I feel very strongly. I have my self-esteem is entirely wrapped up on your decision here today. So, OK, just live okay, with that's that. Good to know. <laughs> that's good to know. And then once once we're back in like circulation again, let's you and I go and do pub trivia together because my oh, absolute that. humorless focus on winning will oh, ruin great. your day. OK, perfect. I love pub trivia and I'm pretty terrible at it. OK, so let's go. <laughs> Okay, we well, can come and audit. Yeah, great. Okay, great. great. That'll be fun. You can just watch. Uh, our second contestant, who unfortunately is not going to win, is the most famous person ever to come from Saturday Night Live, and he's reviewing hard seltzers on YouTube. It's Luke Null. That's true. That is true. I, that's how bad quarantine's gotten for me. Yeah, I'm actually just living my best life now. I enjoy your hard seltzer reviews. Hey, thank you so much. Somebody's got to do it. I'm doing really hard work for the people out there. What are your favorites so far? Um, so far, I like, uh, I think that the less strong of the flavor, the better. I like, like, it, ideally, I'm yeah. drinking a, a glass of water that happens to have alcohol content. Love me a vodka water. Uh, a, mm -hmm. a, a very refreshing, light summer drink. Put a little, put a wedge of lemon in there. You know what I mean? Oh, so much lemon. My yeah. friend makes gallons of vodka water and it's just 80 lemons, vodka and a cup of water. It, and that I'm like, really is. Sold. It's in like it, it. The description of the drink sounds like a bad drink, but that's a good drink. It's a great drink. I also recommend a little fresh mint. There you go. Ooh. Make it into a little bit of a vodka water mojito type deal. Mm -hmm. I'm oh, for it. Like I'm that. also for Ben Shapiro describing P words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We P word. Uh, P.S. Put the D word in the P word. Let's go. Yeah. And the P word. Uh, by the way, he's my neighbor. 
Is that? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He lives around the corner for me. That is how, like, very special for you, truly. It truly is. Is it just such a sexually charged street? Yeah, you can tell. I was like, the the energy You can feel the sexual charisma. Yeah, and I was like, is that an earthquake? Or is Ben Shapiro and his doctor wife on our block? And it was the latter. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I uh, I found that out a couple months ago. And it's... um, it's a life changer. I can't remember if I won last time I was here. I don't think I won. Oh. I feel like I'm a professional loser. I mean, if you don't remember. That's true. I feel like I brought the heat, but I don't know if I took home the dub. I might mm. have. I feel like I might have. Mm. I did tell a story uh, about- Well, I was actually looking up your stats earlier, Damn. so- uh, no. <laughs> My rookie card? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I looked it up. I did some- I found out what's going to hurt you emotionally and spiritually. It's not hard. So, yeah. Just no, mention I'm ready my dad. I learned that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start there. All right, folks, we have met our players. It is time to see who has the better grasp of what truly matters this week, pop culturally speaking. So, players, if you are ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or potentially tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two. Emily, you may begin. Okay, so most overlooked story of the week for me would most likely be there is a dude on TikTok uh, who I'm a huge fan of. I've gotten into TikTok because I am a teen, obviously. I think we all know that I'm a teen, so I am, of course, of TikTok. And there is a young man on TikTok that uh, did a TikTok of the first dude discovering lightning yeah and it's just him staring at lightning and being like damn that was bright and then the thunder goes off and he falls on the floor just (laughs) freaks the fuck out and i just think it's brilliant and i think he should have seven thousand sitcoms wow uh fair enough now have you and luke null discussed tiktok you you are the one. You love you. If you're drinking hard seltzers, you're on TikTok. Yeah, I there was I had to like cut myself off because I was watching it too much, and uh, my algorithm was like really truly destroyed because I only like people who are mentally ill making sketch comedy. Yeah, uh, and so right. the stuff I'm getting in my feed versus the stuff my fiance is getting is tragically different. My feed is like. Body modification guys who are like, yeah, I no longer have nipples and uh, like grandpas because I that's my it's always like a really sweet grandpas, grandpa and grandmas, just like old lady TikTok, love it. But then also just like trash people. And that's what I want. Well, I have such panic attacks every time I get into like a deep hole. I had my first TikTok win this week, which was that I got duetted by like a misogynistic teen. Cool. Who was like, he's doing a series of watching women comedians until one of them makes me laugh. Uh, and I was there like 14th uh, or whatever. And just like a state. And this is like truly a 14 year old kid. Like, I was just like, okay, great. And he duetted me. And I was like, I think I just won TikTok. But I obviously got very deep into his world. And I was scared it was going to fuck up my algorithm. And I was going to have like a bunch of incels on my feed but they figured it out good for tiktok yeah wow. i've i've definitely been wary of what i'm liking on there because i'm like i think I've i didn't liked... like it yeah yeah i debated liking it <laughs> yeah he's like a little christopher hitchens he's sitting there with his whiskey no. and I was saying like, women aren't funny what am i gonna say to this kid there i can't like, like cyber bully a 14 year old in michigan <laughs> yeah look there's a sketch comedy family that you follow and you're not posting them as much anymore, and I do miss them. Did they do a cameo for you? So, I <laughs> was watching too much uh, 
of this. And yeah, it's Angel Mommy. She's famous. She's got like a million. She's verified on TikTok. Y'all know her if uh, really? if you're really deep into the talk. Angel she's Mommy. She's not that um, funny. She is maybe the goat of TikTok, the greatest of all time. Uh, her and I believe her boyfriend or husband. Hope I don't know. Uh, they make they if you give them fifty dollars, you can send them a script, and they will basically like cameo but not cameo for you. Yeah. Like cut out the middleman. Uh, Exactly, and I I have been getting my friends bad cameos for their birthdays. Uh, some of my best friends, I, like I got Ken Bone uh, to <laughs> to tell my friend he was going to die from coronavirus. Now this was back when it was like one person had died, so it wasn't like in bad taste yet. It's now in hugely bad taste. But uh, they got this family that I love to make a happy birthday TikTok uh, for me, and it really was one of the best birthday presents I've ever got. But I had, oh. I have not, I've been TikTok free for over a month. I have not been on TikTok for a full month. Wow. Because I went too far in. I got too deep. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of your journey. I'm proud to know you. Is today the day I download that app? Oh, it it's, yes. it is really good and it, it is what you make it. Like when people like, I think it's the same thing as like Reddit. It's like, is Reddit trash? Yes. But you can kind of steer it to where it's only giving you the stuff you want. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know, Luke, we never got your story. What's uh, What to you is the most important thing that's happening right now that we need to be paying uh, attention to? Overlooked. You know, we live in desperate times and things are, on the whole, pretty bad. And so yeah. I was like, what's something that's been overlooked that seems positive? And I saw... I dug up an article. Um, there is a small town in the UK called Palmerston, and they just received uh, a resignation letter from uh, a member of their local government. And this was actually the the, the chief mouser. Uh, it's a cat that is le- that legally works uh, on their board of trustees. His name is Larry. Um, he submitted his resignation letter uh, this week. With a two, he signed with two paw prints. Uh, there is I, oh two th- yeah because it's a two thing that surprises me. I would think you so, would only need one. It's like a first name last name kind of thing. Oh, it's yeah. a first name. Got it. I recently found out that paws have do- you have a dominant paw. Oh, animals yeah. Animals have dominant paws. Yeah, so. you you can always tell for, by which side of the plate they're batting from. Um, oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, cool, good wow. to know. Animal and dog and cat baseball. Uh, but yeah, Larry uh, resigned and they said, we're looking, for, we're now, you know, looking for another chief mouser. He'd served a long time and that he had also left um, next to the secretary or whoever it was that accepted his resignation's desk, uh, a half eaten mouse and the head had been bitten off. And, and he, he said he didn't like that. That seems like a little bit of a, I peed in the photocopier before I left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So resigning cat versus TikTok. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Things are utterly surreal right now, so that's actually perfect. Resigning Cat versus TikTok. Those are your team names. Keep them ready. They will be your buzz in words as we move forward. We're going to start the show off with a, with a you guys are going to clean up in this round. It's called, come on then, how well do you know the internet? Before COVID-19 struck and we were all confined to our homes, you probably had not even heard of the internet, but it turns out it's been around for like years. In this round, I'm going to give you some famous internet moments or memes. I want you to tell me which year they happened. Closest year wins. Uh, are you ready? Do we buzz? Yeah, you buzz in. TikTok versus resigning cat. Great. Number one, when did Kim Kardashian balance a champagne bottle on her butt for the front cover of Paper Magazine? 
TikTok. Yeah. Uh, 2017. No. Luke, to steal. Uh, I'm going to say 2015. Oh, you're both wrong. Luke is closest, though. Point to you, 2014. Uh, number two. Yeah, I isn't that crazy? Like that was yesterday. That was six Ta- years ago. Time's passing weird. I'm so old. I'm so old. We're okay. all so fucking old. I have um, TikTok. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, number two. Teenage superfan Chris Crocker releases a tearful video called Leave Britney Alone. What year was that? Resigning Cat. I'm yeah. going to say that that was 2007. That is, you're right on the money. Thank you. Britney's worst year ever. Thank you so much. Big Crocker yep. fan. Shout out to Chris. Wow. That's right. Also, hashtag free Britney. Also, shout out to Britney. Yeah. We just, we have to say free Britney. How closely important. are you following the gram? Her, her actual gram. Yeah. I mean, I'm following it very closely. At first, it was just like, hmm, I'm going to make memes out of this. And now I am deeply into the conspiracy theories. The like, yeah. wear yellow if you're in trouble. Like, yes. all of that. And I'm like, following all the comments. I would say I spend more time reading the comments than I do actually watching the videos. And sure. the th- the crazy That's thing the is, is that Dave Holmes is part of the, the deep state music industry. He knows all That's the, the, the oh, yeah. blink three times if, if uh, you need help. I got this situation. shit started. Number three, GeoCities <laughs> USA is closed. You want to take a stab? It was more recent than I feel like it was recent. I feel like it was like a news story more recently than you would think. Uh, TikTok, twenty sixteen. No, I'm a. Go- <laughs> I'm way off. Okay, my no, whole pretty, plan was wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go resigning cat. I'm gonna go significantly earlier. I'm gonna go twenty twelve. Again, you're closer. So point to you. It was actually 1978. But no, it was that's, like, I'm kidding. It was yeah. uh, it was 2009. Okay. See, uh, yeah, fine. I I knew what I was doing. I took a risk, yeah. guys. You took a risk. I'm gonna have they don't to always pay off. What am I gonna eat to lick my wounds after this? Like, I truly don't. Like, I'm just already thinking about the many lasagnas that I'm gonna have to eat in shame immediately following oh, and this full podcast. Garfield. All right, number four. Adult swims. Too many cooks goes viral. Oh, resigning cat. Yep. The year was 2016. Incorrect. Yeah, TikTok, I'm going to say it was 2013. Emily is closer. Point to you. It was 2014. Dang. I was between 2013 and 2014. Yep. Great vid. You got it. Oh, ding, ding, ding. Great vid. Hot vid. Hot, hot vid. Number five, YouTuber Shane Dawson says, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. I've never done anything weird with my cats. I promised myself I wasn't going to make apology videos after last year's thing, so I'm trying to be as short and honest with this as possible. It's cat-related. Yeah. I think I'm going to buzz in again, resigning cat, and I'm going to say this was pretty recent. I'm going to say 2019. That is exactly right. Once again, you are on the money. You know the internet extremely well. Uh, <sighs> number six, Charlie bit my finger. TikTok, 2000... Okay, he was on 30 Rock. Leave Charlie alone. 2006. Six? Uh, incorrect. Seven? 2007? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was between six and seven. Yep. Just well, based on seven. when Charlie appeared as Jenna Maroney's squad in 30 Rock. I don't know what that means. Uh, number seven, Twitter doubles his 140 character limit to 280. Oh, TikTok. Uh, 2015? Ooh. No. Can I guess? Yep. 2017. That is exactly right. Are you looking this stuff I up? I hate you. I'm not. I <laughs> I'm just sorry. Kind I'm going to get really aggressive. Because I knew Trump was president when it happened. 
Uh, finally, number eight, Beyonce drops Lemonade. I think I know this one, too. TikTok. TikTok. That was also 20, 2016? That was 2016, Emily. Right on the damn That was before money. things got bad. 2016 yeah, yeah, started right out with a lot remember of Remember Joy? <laughs> yeah. No. Remember when we were like, Jay-Z's the asshole, and like that was, we were like, that's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, this is as bad as it'll get. It was a bad time. Let's recap our scores. Christian, after round one, what do we got? Resigning Ooh. Cat with five. TikTok. Oh. Three. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's move forward to our second round. It's one we are calling Not Just Goldblum. We're going to give a shout out to the Max Fun HQ staffers for this next one. It was inspired by a conversation our lovely producer, Christian Duenas, so you can see right there in that window. You can't, listener, but Luke and Emily can. Um, he was talking about the sheer infestation of albums released by non-musical celebrities. A lot of celebrities have moonlighted in bands, Keanu Reeves and Dogstar, Jason Schwartzman and Phantom Planet. But there is an entire subgenre of actors who've decided their pipes are as valuable as their faces. In this round, we're going to ask you a series of questions all based around the phenomenon of the celebrity vanity album. Have your buzz in words at the ready. Also, this is as good a time as any to ask you to check out my dubstep album, Dance Party of One. Question number one, listen to the following clip. What a day this has been. What a rare mood I'm in. Why it's almost like being in love. All right, who was that? Was it A, Brent Spiner, Data from Star Trek? Or was it B, Seth MacFarlane, creator of Family Guy? Uh, TikTok? TikTok. Emily? Seth MacFarlane? That was Seth MacFarlane, who has five albums of jazz and swing music. Uh, Also, Brent Spiner does have his own standards album. It's called Old Yellow Eyes is Back. Uh, Okay, so... Uh, Like, as in he has jaundice? No, he's Data from Star Trek, and he had yellow eyes on that. Show. I think of him Star as Trek. the bad guy from Master in Disguise, the da- that Dana Carvey movie. Oh, that eighty-minute Dana Carvey movie that we all love so much. If it even gets to eighty, yeah, yeah, not great. You want Data to be your bad guy, and he dies from farting to death in a pool. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's true. Um, are any of these Seth MacFarlane or Brent Spiner albums any good? Have you heard them? I think Seth MacFarlane is a good singer that was he was good yeah. i mean yeah, he did. yeah. Okay. he's a talented voice actor i feel like he could do anyone he definitely yeah. sings a lot on family guy and stuff like that so i i, I give, can't give wait the cred. to let you know that he likes to sing two points for yes. each of you for just acknowledging that he's got an okay voice yeah no he's not gonna he's not gonna write a confessional that's song. when i would be upset if he's if he started like writing his own music like i don't want to hear his rock opera I yeah. feel like well, with all I'm fine jazz, to hear him covering Frank Sinatra. Like, is there any jazz singer who's like super popular, like the popular crooners who actually did write any of their own? They all were just like some guy wrote yeah. this. Like, they're not all. Michael Bublé and Josh Groban have their own music. I don't think they wrote it. That's but it's I mean. not like a Harry Connick Jr. situation where it's just like, here are a bunch of dudes from the 40s. Right. But oh, Harry Connick wrote some of his own stuff, I think. Did he? Yeah, I think he did. That's but it was more when he was He's kind of trying to get them. into pop music. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah. I don't want to talk about these Well, you got to write your own pop music. Taylor Swift taught us that. Of course. Now, let, let, let's derail this thing. Why don't crooners write their own songs? All right. <laughs> Why don't they, Because Luke? they're too busy drinking whiskey and chasing tail. That's right. <laughs> Number two. 
Which hey, of the following go. actresses? No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. We like it when you get discursive. But I want to get to this one. Which one of the following actresses has an album of music? Is it A, Tilda Swinton, B, Kate Blanchett, C, Tony Collette, or D, Kate Winslet? TikTok? Rizzo- oh, go for it. Ooh, TikTok. I'm oh, pretty nice. sure it's Kate Blanchett. It's not. Luke, uh, to steal. To steal, my guess is Tony Collette. Tony Collette is absolutely right. She fronted a band called Tony Collette and the Finish. And we have some. Here they are. This heart was taken. This heart was breaking. Then I strong It's fine. It's fine. I mean, that's Okay, fine. Tony, work your Ricky and the Flash moment. I'm yeah. into it. What's Why the not? band called? What's the and the what? Uh, Tony, Tony Collette, Collette and, the, and the Finish. Man, the Finish really bringing the heat in that clip. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. You know, yeah. It's a solid it's very, line. It's very yeah, turn of the century. Lot. I can see some like you know some butterfly clips. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of. They opened for the Wallflowers. Yeah, definitely, sure. definitely throughout. Yeah, Jacob Australia. Dylan was involved in this. No, no question. <laughs> Number three. Despite everything we heard in Les Mis, the movie, Russell Crowe has actually been in several bands. Here's a clip from one of them. But I can only sleep in your arms, so when I stay away, I'll feel those emotions again. So when I tilt my hand. Real Robert Smith vibe. Yeah, really. He's got, he's got kind of a cure kind of lilt. Just a... A real but it's got like a Tommy Bahama kind of energy. Yeah. yeah, it's got like a rising sign of Tommy Bahama happening. <laughs> so a rising who, sign of Tommy Bahama. <laughs> what is the name of that band? Uh, was it a forty square foot of ground? B thirty odd foot of grunts? C twenty footed grunts? Or D grunt foot square twenty? Uh, resigning cat. Uh, yeah. B. Yes, yeah, 30-odd foot of grunts. Yeah, it's a tough one to remember, but yes, that is correct. How did you, are you like on, okay. I will right. say I'm, I'm gonna, just fucking killing it right now in terms really of are. in terms Jesus of guessing Christ. it right on the money, yeah. Yeah, Every just like, time. oh God. As soon as I said I was a professional loser, I'm like, I'm gonna accidentally get things correct. Do you know? Do you know what you need to do? Do you know what you need to do, Luke? No, you need to change the story that you are telling about yourself, my friend. That's true. I like to manifest that things will go bad, so that when they do, I'm like, I was right. And if they don't, I'm yeah. like, this is good. This is an improvement. No. Change the story. <laughs> do you know who told me that today, via Instagram Live? No. Um, ben Curtis, the Dell dude. He is. He has reinvented himself as an Instagram life coach. Wow. Yeah. Dude, you're getting a new outlook on life. Dude, you're getting what a into, rebrand. Yeah, it is a real rebrand. Uh, every Monday, it's um, it's the Divine Masculine Monday. Like he's he's looking to dismantle toxic masculinity and turn it into something new and fresh. Uh, I believe he is Ben Curtis official on Instagram. Follow him. He's got a good energy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, number four. Rising Tommy Bahama energy. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Number four, Jeff Daniels and Jeff Bridges are not each other, uh, but they are often confused for each other because they're both named Jeff. They both act. They also both sing. They've both released albums. Here is a clip of a Jeff singing. You stood out in the crowd. You were one of a kind. The life of the party never behind. 
took it all in with a grain of salt. You took the blame when it wasn't your fault. That's an easy one. Yeah? Why, Lugnall? If you're going to okay, ask you which Jeff. have to say your team name or we're going to have to disqualify you. That's true. No, no, <laughs> you can still ring in. I have not rung in yet. I'm just judging. Emily? Ring in. Oh, no, I'm scared now. I wasn't sure. I'm going to say Jeff Daniels, but I think I'm wrong. Well, you're absolutely right. You're right. Again, take it from Ben Curtis and tell a new story about yourself. That was Jeff Daniels. And I will tell you that that one had an afternoon at a San Diego wine tasting counter vibe to it, right? Like, he's the guy who's playing on the back patio. You know, he's got his guitar case open. In, like, the final scene of Step Brothers? Maybe. Never saw it. Like the Catalina wine no. mixer? Yeah. Mm, all all drums. You've never seen Step Brothers? Get thee to Netflix. Oh, it's yeah. a good it's a good Ugh. one. It's it? fantastic. Film. I would also say that that one is like, the reason I was like, that's an easy one is because if it was Jeff Bridges, it'd be like, give me yeah, baby. Like it would be 90% growl. It would be much growlier. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. right. And finally, which of the following supporting actors from the film Forrest Gump have never had a side career in music. Is it A, Haley Joel Osment, B, Gary Sinise, or C, Sally Field? Resigning Cat, mm-hmm. I think uh, he may have seen dead people, but I don't think he's seen the music career. I'm going to guess Haley Joel Osment. A. That was very stylishly done. That was very stylishly done. And in Thank fact, you. it was the notorious H.J.O. Uh, he has never had a music career. Gary Sinise still performs uh, for the USO with his band, the Lieutenant Dan Band. Sally Field, I love this, released an album in 1967 as a tie-in to her starring role in The Flying Nun. Here's a clip from the album, which is literally called Sally Field, Star of the Flying Nun. Can I just say that if I ever make an album, it's important to me that it's called Sally Field, The Flying Nun? Yes. Yeah. Star, of, I want my album Star to be of the Flying Nun. Star of the Flying Nun. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of my future album. I think that's great. They'll I love it on TikTok. Great. Yeah. Um, and just for a bonus question, if Haley Joel Osment did record an album, what would it like? What kind of music? Would it be any good? Talk me through it. Oh, I think it would be like a broken social scene-esque moment. Like, I think it would be like, yeah. I think it would be like emo electronic of the, like, you know, mid-2000s. Yeah, he definitely rocked the swoop pretty hard. I was also going to go something a little bit more emo-y, maybe maybe more scene-y. Like an M83. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like like a Shiodos. Something that you don't want to listen to. I feel like his life goal would be to get onto the soundtrack of the OC. Like that's what, like that's what he'd be striving for with his music. That should be the moon. everyone's goal. That was yeah, so those were good soundtracks. Oh yeah, incredible soundtracks. By the way, that pilot aired 17 years ago this week. Wow. You talk about old. Oh, I tweeted about it. Oh. I did a 2020 meme of Marissa Cooper getting alcohol poisoning. Oh. I am all over it. I have very strong feelings. Oh, OC came so up in a conversation recently, and I, it's just one that I missed, but everyone I knew was watching it. You know, it was a cultural oh, event. It was a real but, cultural well, event. Well, I just got a very difficult question. Yeah. 
I, I got asked, so I host this podcast, Melodramatic Teen Universe, which is all about like the OC and Buffy and Dawson's Creek. And I got the hardest question in my life, which was, should I start Buffy or the OC? And I was like, it really depends on how much time you have. Buffy is better, but the first two seasons of the OC are better than the first season of Buffy. That was mm-hmm. my very complex answer. Yeah, the first couple seasons of the OC are incredible. Yeah, the first two are like the best thing I've ever seen. But Buffy is overall a better investment of your time. Isn't the OC one of the shows? That's my professional opinion. Isn't the OC like they have like seven real repeating cast members and like they run out of them because they are continually kill them off as as they go? It's just the one. They just kill Marissa and the grandfather. The grandfather who's about to be poisoned but then has a heart attack and drowns. There you go. That's one way to Mm -hmm. do it. It's a double whammy. They're like, is she going to poison him? And then she pussies out, and then he has a heart attack and drowns. There you go. Then the what you say moment. It's a famous Hashtag Julie Cooper is a witch. Let's recap those scores, shall we? Christian Duenas? Resigning Cat has 10. TikTok has (laughs) 7. Listen, it's very tight. And we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. Hi, I'm Dave Hill from before. And I'm very excited to bring Dave Hill's podcasting incident back to Maximum Fun, where it belongs. You can get brand new episodes every Friday on MaximumFun.org or, you know, wherever. And while my partner Chris Gersbeck and I might lack in specific subject matter on our podcast, we make up for in special effects. Chris, add something cool right here. Also, we have explosions. Animal noises. And sometimes, even this. Dave Hill's podcasting incident. Every Friday on Maximum Fun. Chris, do another explosion right here. One, two, one, two, three. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors and... Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor and I'm a medical enthusiast and we create... Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. Now lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us, playing for the idea of a cat resigning from his post, Luke Null, and playing for TikTok as a thing, is Emily Duke. (laughs) Hello. Hi. Okay, our next round. Okay, all right. I want to be known that I'm pro TikTok as well. Okay. No, you're not. You're the enemy. I am the enemy. You were. Yeah, I was. If the cats are resigning, there's no more TikTok. We all know that. That is true. Now- there are some touchy dad issues in this episode, right? Yeah. A lot of dad stuff going on. A lot of dad stuff going on. Okay. I'm just going to, just a quick aside. Um, my Okay. So my mom is like, my dad passed a couple years ago. My mom is like cleaning the, the house and getting rid of stuff, right? So she just sent me like a huge box full of like old photographs and stuff that she has duplicates of. But then also like every card I've ever sent either of my parents up to and including the Mother's Day card I sent her this Mother's Day. Like she just sent it back because she's like, 
you know, someday I'll be gone and I don't want you to have to do too much work cleaning up the house and whatever. So it was like, okay, well, there's literally a thing I wrote to you two months ago. Anyway, my dad, my dad would sometimes when I would write an article, I would email it to him, but he didn't like to read things on the computer. So he would print it out and then give it to my mom and they would read it together. So she sent me back a whole bunch of print, like a big stack of printouts of things that I've written in the last five years, which is very sweet. But in in that packet is all kinds of um, shitty racist forward emails that my oldest brother sent my dad, <laughs> like th- like memes that are like, why the hell should I have to press one for English? And like the whole thing, oh, Jesus. the whole thing from Bill Cosby about why, you know, I heard the kids talking and saying all kinds of jive. And then I heard the mother talk. And why don't you pull your pants up? And and then just things that his friends sent him that are like, you know, subject line, forward, forward, forward. So true. Dot, dot, dot. And it's like just never know. Forwards. Are these yeah. recent-ish? Like, like within the last may, 10 there years? May, there may be 10 to 12 years ago. Yeah, they're like were forwards still a thing. I thought forwards went away in like the nineties. Well, I mean, if you but if you're like in your eighties, which he was, then they're they were as fresh as ever. But anyway, so I just was like, oh, this is so sweet, and then just seeing all this like shitty conservative racist shit, and it's like, anyway, I just had to get it off my chest because it's truly ruined my week. No, is this all just a ruse because you're scared that like somebody's going to come into your home and find a stack of racist literature? Maybe. Maybe because yeah. I'm not going to throw it away. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. Get you're like, your I Zanga. just need this on the record. Yeah, that this is not <sighs> mine. Anyway, I'm very sorry. I just had to unburden myself of that. But I yeah. love. Is there some part of you where you're like looking at all this, like you know, heartwarming stuff? You're like, oh, it's so sweet that all they kept all this. But in a weird way, like seeing stuff like that, you like, oh no, yeah, this is like. Let's not remember everything with rose-colored glasses. This is yeah. like this is part of my dad too. <laughs> like this yeah, is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I know that I ha- my dad. Ha- it's like ninety percent that. It's like I'd love to be able to just find the few nuggets of what's this? Where's the sweetness? Mm, well, I hadn't looked at it that way, but thank you, thank you for the cultural, for for the for the for the for the, the shift, the mental shift. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on with the game because we could talk about that shit all day. Our next round is called "Is It Cake." Now, last month, Twitter fucking went nuts because everything was cake. Like, you saw a pair of Chuck Taylors, and then somebody took a knife, and it was all fondant. Uh, is it fondant or fondant? Am I being incorrectly I think French? Hmm. I, I think I, I like, like fondant either. better. Fondant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm saying it based on how they say it on Great British Bake Show, so oh, I see. it's actually uh, fondant. Fondant. Okay. All right. Fondant. Well, anyway, uh, you can turn that shit into anything. A cape. A cake. A cake can be shaped like anything thanks to fondant. Um, so for this round, we wanted to give you the audio version of the experience of finally living the dream of eating a roll of toilet paper that's made of sugar. Imagine that I have handed both of you a serving knife. I'm going to read you a list of objects that I will place in front of you. Before you cut into it, you have to tell me whether you think it is cake or not cake. It'll make sense once we start. Maybe. Cool. <laughs> it's like, like there. Just, did we're it? just yeah. deciding. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go back and forth between you for this one. Uh, Emily, for you, a pickle. Is it cake? I think it's not a cake. You think it's not a cake? Well, let's listen. He want that cake, cake, cake. 
Oh, it was cake. It was, in fact, Ooh. birthday cake by Rihanna. Oh. Yeah, oh, this right is, then. yeah. We're figuring this out as we go. I like how you said that once we got into it, it was going to make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, <laughs> if it's not a cake, is it going to be Rihanna going, not cake? cake yes. Cake, maybe. Because that's what I want. Yeah. Okay, great. Ne- next if one it's is not that, I'm going to leave. I thought, I thought you were going to go with like the band cake. Like, I thought we were going to get like. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? The game is We'll young. get there. Uh, okay. Luke, for you, this plate of toast. Is it cake? Toast in a lot of cultures is cake. So I'm going to guess it is cake. Okay. Well, let's cut in and find out whether it is cake. Or not cake. Oh no, that was actually not just toast. That was bread and toast butter and jam. New beats. Toast. And, yeah, obviously. Of course, you know that song. Sure. Good tune. <laughs> it's a classic talk song. Uh, number three is for you, Emily. A bottle of lotion. This this here bottle of lotion is it cake? Oh, it's cake. Is it cake? It's Let's death cake. Out. Oh, it's Let's cake. Cut right in and find out. If you do the cooking by the book, then you. You, it is cake. It's cake. It's cake. Mm. All right, number four is for you, Luke Null. It is a slice of pizza. Is it cake? Uh, In some cultures, pizza is considered pie. uh, And because of that, I will say that this this pizza is cake. Let's cut in and find out. Oh, it's cake. It's cake. It's cake. It was cake. Sweet. That song was Ice Cream Cake by the K-pop group. K-pop group. I said K-pop Ooh. group, and I didn't mean to. K-pop group. It's a good pun. Red stick, Velvet. Stick the, the band is called Red Velvet, which is also a cake. So it's actually two cakes. Two points. Double cakes. Ooh, Double there we cakes. go. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, have you seen? There's that Japanese game show, like the Is It Edible game show. Is, have you seen uh, that? Oh, yeah, where you cut into shoes. Yeah, yeah, but they just make people bite. Like you, it's just like how like a doorknob. They just like have like a woman like, like fitting her mouth around a doorknob and then like realizing it's a real doorknob. You know, it's a great ja- like, Japanese egg on your TV. face, yeah. and you're like, you got me. Some they wow. did a coffee table and they had a guy bite the corner of a coffee table and it's like, no, this was like this was chocolate. Like that's a yeah, <laughs> but it's just funny to see their them like. You can't touch it or anything. You just have to bite into whatever it is. Where is uh, is it edible, Aaron? <laughs> Where do we find this? Um, the internet. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, That's I think just Japanese YouTube. game show. I think. The YouTubes. Yeah. yeah. YouTube. Also, uh, I think I saw an ad for it in a cab when people used to take cabs. That yeah. sounds about right. That if seems that like helps the- anyone. So just get in a bunch of yellow cabs in the past and okay, you'll, cool. you'll see it. You'll catch it. Well, I'm already it. there. Yeah. Uh, number five is for you, Emily Duke. A raspberry beret. Is it cake? I'm going to say that it's not cake. Damn. Let's find out. Uh-oh, y'all. Well, it looks as though producer Christian has lost power in his oh, home. Oh, that's good. Oh, no. Yeah. So, well, I guess we'll <laughs> add that in. We'll never know whether we'll never, or not no, Raspberry we Beret. We will know. That was just Raspberry Beret by Prince. We would never disrespect Prince no. in that way. Right. Uh, okay. Number six is for you, Luke Null. A race okay. car. Is it cake? In some cultures, race cars are a palindrome. Some of them, it's not. Some of them, there's some cultures where they spell race car differently and it's not the same 
front and back. Um, and because of that, it is cake. <laughs> it's let's listen. So palindromes are cake. Palindromes, palindromes are, are cake. always cake. Uh, let's listen and just just to be absolutely sure. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's it is. That is in fact the band cake with going yeah. the distance. Going the dis. Oh, there you go. I like that. See? I just heard that because it's they go. We're going the distance in a race car. You get it. We could recap our scores, but no, we can't because Christian's not here because he lost his power. Because we're in the middle of a fucking <laughs> pandemic. That's okay. The way I'm not going to say that I cut his power because I was losing, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to deny it. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I was going to lobby the accusation at you that you were trying to do that, but yeah, I I am a witch. So I love this. I love this. Okay, it is now time for a game that we are calling belated sequels. As you are listening to this, the third installment in the Bill and Ted series has been released nearly 30 years after the last one. Jennifer Grey is about to make a new Dirty Dancing, provisionally called Still Dirty, Still Dancing. Uh, Ghostbusters 3, sad teen Ghostbusters, for some reason, is coming out next year. It is clear that the age of belated movie sequels is upon us, so let's fucking cash in. We want you to pitch us your best what-took-you-so-long follow-ups to aging classics. We want to know the plot. The director. We want to know which new stars are joining the cast. What hot young stars are joining the cast. Uh, two rules. Your sequel pitch must be a follow-up to a movie made at least 20 years ago. There cannot have been a real-life sequel made in the meantime. Um, Emily Duke, you are up first. Milk some existing IP. You got two minutes. All right. So here is my pitch. It is a sequel to the seminal classic Death Becomes Her. Okay. Is everyone familiar with Death Becomes Her? Or should I do a quick I'm summary? not. You could catch me up. Okay, so Death Becomes Her is, it's Bruce Willis, Meryl Streep, and Goldie Hawn. And yeah. essentially the premise is that there is a magical potion that prevents women from aging. That's like, those are the broad strokes. Sure. And it basically just is these two competing aging movie stars, but they're both looking young and beautiful, fighting for this potion so that they can live forever and be beautiful forever. The problem is it makes them impervious to any kind of damage. So at the end of the film, a lot of injury befalls them. So one of them gets a Goldie Hawn gets a cannon shot through her stomach. So it has a giant hole in her stomach, but is still alive and kicking and walking around. Uh, And at the end of the movie, we see them tumble down the stairs, their heads disconnect from their body and then their heads teeter off to a car being like, where did we park? Like, do, do, do. And it's all like, maybe we shouldn't be fighting anti-aging because you might be a bodiless head trying to find your car. That's that's the moral of okay. the story. I got to see this. So this sounds awesome. It's truly an incredible film. So what I'm thinking as far as the sequel is, you know, we can have the heads, obviously. They have rotting, decaying flesh because the problem is it's anti-aging. You live forever, but somehow they still have rotting flesh which isn't fully explained it's not a science documentary so much it is a film um it's important that i distinguish the two all right so i'm thinking the sequel we have obviously the two heads we have goldie hawn and meryl street but they've started a real housewives style house for other women 
in this state. So they they've been spreading the potion to people that a combination of they and Andy Cohen believes are worthy, right? Mm. And so Bravo we have just a variety. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I'm thinking we've got Lisa Rinna in there. We've got maybe some young people that you're just seeing kind of some trauma befalling them. So, like, Amanda Bynes would be a great example oh, of somebody God. who would be eligible for this treatment. I, I think that's just the you thing know, for her is a reality show. I think it would be amazing. So, yeah, Real Housewives style, but we've got Amanda Bynes, Lisa Rinna. We have... Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn sort of showing them the ropes. And we just kind of watch drama ensue between a bunch of vain, decaying, living corpses in a house for our entertainment. I'm... And I think Andy Cohen should direct and produce. Oh, okay, great. His his film directorial debut. Yeah, I think this is it. Well, I mean, what, what, what but this could it be? Yeah, I mean, this is one I could not feel more strongly about this. It's self-referential. I've been dreaming about the sequel for so long. It's kicky. It's fun. I love it. Uh, all right. Thank you, Emily Duke. I'm going to consider that, and we're going to get back to you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Luke, you have a couple minutes. Pitch away. Okay. Okay. So a classic movie that we have not seen a sequel to that needs some follow-up is E.T. So... What ha- where we leave off, okay? Yeah. E.T. returns to his th- returns to the fold. Mm-hmm. Zoom forward to present day. E.T.'s back with a vengeance. He's got the telepathic uh, link between him and Elliot, which is my middle name. I think I was named after that Elliot. I could be wrong. He returns to Earth. Elliot catches him up, and he's like, look, I know last time we talked, E.T., things got real. The government came. They put up a tent inside the house. Things were crazy. I know my mom uh, was going through some shit because my dad was in Mexico with uh, his secretary or girlfriend. I don't know if we go into what the relationship was. All we know is my dad was in Mexico, and he hates Mexico. Things have gone south. My parents have now passed. My older brother, who... He's he he was already a bike riding no good Nick. He things he's have gone. He, he's he's a penis breath. He's dead. Classic. He's dead. He's OD'd on oh. Reese's Pieces. Drew Barrymore. Wait, she's wait, like, wait, 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 wait. Reese's Pieces. That's what they say. Um, that's what they. That's how you pronounce them. That's how you pronounce them. It's Reese's Pieces. Reese's Reese's Pieces. Okay. No. Any fact check me here. This is this is all canon and et. Dave, I think you should take away all his points. He says, my mom's dead. That's already in process. My mom's dead. (laughs) My dad's dead. The uh, secretary that he was in Mexico, dead. Drew Barrymore never quite got out of that phase from her real life teens where she was doing too much blow. She's still stuck in that spot. And he says, all right, all right, Elliot, what about you? What's wrong with you? And Elliot says, it's funny that you should ask because I actually have uh, a tumor the size of a golf ball on my prostate. And so E.T. says... No problem. Ouch. And he lights up his little finger, cures him of his uh, the tumor on his prostate by, by, by fondling his A-spot. Then he, we, we go and we find Gertie. He, he ouches her, solves it. Then he ouches the how dead body. How do you ouch someone who's stuck in so, a Coke phase? It's like a COVID test. It's just yeah. the back of the side. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, that's smart. Yeah, she ouches yeah, yeah. her. He and then he proceeds, and he's right about to ouch the the dead bodies of the mom, the dad, 
the uh, secretary and the brother. And then because the movie is called E.T. 2, the T2 section of it kicks in, which is a liquid Terminator. Ter- Terminator, a T2. So liquid Terminator comes. He's like, we ha- we can't let E.T. ouch the dead bodies because then stuff gets fucked up. We get into a Dawn of the Dead scenario. There's zombies now in this. So in this movie, this is a redemption as well for the liquid Terminator um, to maybe do some right for mankind and prevent E.T. from accidentally unleashing a scourge upon humanity. E.T. 2, Judgment Day. Directed by? Uh, Andy Cohen. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I enjoyed that. I liked, I liked that you took on a health issue. Uh, I like anytime anybody normalizes butt stuff, I'm into it. Um, yeah. It's not even however, called out at all. In, in fact, he's just like, thanks. Knew you yeah. were going to do that. Does he light from within when the finger's in his butt? Like, oh, yeah. Like one of those. Okay, great. Yeah, the, the beam shoots. So he shoots becomes like a glow lamp. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a human glow lamp. Yep. Perfect. I really liked it. I really liked it. I would see your movie. I cannot abide Reese's Pieces. 10,000 points for that round. Go to Emily Duke. For Death Becomes Her, which, uh, did we ever get a title for the sequel? I didn't know. Uh, the Untitled Andy Cohen Project. <laughs> Perfect. I'd see it based on that. Perfect. Emily Duke, congratulations. You've won. Just oh as you God. begged me to do. Praise. Um, but that really had nothing to do I'm with so it. I'm so happy that I cut the producer's power so that you, this would happen. You Asterisk. Asterisk. All right, let's plug, folks. Uh, let me know what you're working on. And then to write the karmic balance in the universe, tell me something someone else is doing that you want everyone to know about. Luke, no, you go first. Um, I am just existing. Now, I'm making stupid videos, like you said. I got got a comedy album. It's Luke Null it's Guitar so Comic. I call it out. Check it out. It's me singing goof tunes. Other stand-up comedians love it and respect it. Um, Yeah, and then stuff that other things that I think are cool and good that people should watch. Uh, I just got two, not that I know this person or know anything about it, but I just started watching the show Alone, uh, which is a reality show where they, like, Survivor Man people out in the wilderness, and, like, it's just, like, whoever can last the longest wins. It's just good old-fashioned good television. So I say watch the show alone. Watch the show alone. Yeah. Uh, Alone or with a friend. Emily Duke. Uh, I have a podcast, Melodramatic Teen Universe. Lots of hot takes on Mm -hmm. 90s and 2000s teen dramas. Uh, A lot of very strong opinions on Buffy and Dawson's Creek. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for my karmic balancing, I'm going to say... It's not that recent anymore. It's been a week. But uh, if you haven't already watched it because you're dumb, everybody watch Sam Jay's special on Netflix. Oh, so it's incredible. It's like truly mind-blowingly amazing. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know her. So, yeah, that is my plug. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she's so funny. Also, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so it is, it's so funny. It's a, a brilliant hour of stand-up comedy. And it's also such a perfect answer to everyone who says that comedians can't say anything anymore. It's like, right. oh, yeah. listen to this filthy, filthy hour. Right. It's, it's great and it's groundbreaking and it's so funny. And it's like, okay, yeah, I think I think you can chill out about. Yeah, I've like, watched it like maybe 400 times. It's yeah. it's truly a piece of art. Everyone watch yeah. it. 
Sam J was uh, a a first year writer at SNL the year I was at SNL. And she told me at the end of the year, she she like, because I knew I was definitely not coming back for another year. She put her arm around me at the end of the year and she's like, I respect you from your ability to take L after L after L. (laughs) Which was her. And I was like, yes, thank you so much. And she was trying to be nice. uh, But it was like, you got beat the fuck up this year and i was like thank yes i did thank you i did <laughs> thank, thank you, you. But, yeah. but oh, i kept coming back God. for more baby luke baby uh um i am dave holmes my book uh, party of one still available wherever books are sold it's been out for four years i sold seven copies last week i just found that out i got my royalty statement very exciting. there you go the fuck oh. waited that long hey, hey, but hey. listen if seven more of you want to do it this week great um, my plug is one of my all-time favorite movies is now on the Criterion channel. If you are uh, subscribing to the Criterion channel, it is a 1981 uh, Australian new wave musical called Starstruck. That is wild. Um, th- it's all like funky 1981 new wave songs. Every time they break into a song, it has nothing to do with what's going on in the story. Um, the costumes are incredible. The acting is is on another planet. And then, like, two or three times during it, there's a musical number that is, like, up there with Singing in the Rain. Like, it's it's ridiculous and also the most brilliant thing you've ever seen. And it is where it belongs on the Criterion channel. Duke, Luke, no, thank you guys for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the, the headphones on your head, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing where Emily Duke. Hello! Wait, was I supposed to say something cool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I didn't tell you that until just now. So it's okay. Okay, wait, do it again. I'm gonna, ready? No, no, I like it. I like it. It needs to be <laughs> I was it so needs to ready. feel real. It needs to have the ring of truth. Luke, no. <laughs> Riceroni. I had time to think about what I was going to say. And you yeah, said this is unfair. I, was I went with Riceroni. <laughs> Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. Thank you also to everyone who supported us during the Max Fun Drive. It literally means the entire world to us. Thank you so, so much. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Yeah, you're muted. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yay! We'll see you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.